Stories on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. You're now going to hear a coming out story from Apollonia Cruz, a Puerto Rican drag queen, but she's got a much better name, the Queen of the Bronx. Well, I knew it since when I was in preschool, before I entered first grade, I I knew there was something going on. How come? What were you thinking? Because I I found the boys cute, and the girls, they were just my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I... I told myself, hmm, you know, interesting. Because I, I remember I had a crush on someone. At that time, we were, we were you know, we were really great friends. I was a child, but I had like a kid crush. Mm. And then I was like, maybe it's because I, I, I see this other person like, like a brother. It was nothing sexually. It was I liked the person. Mm. I was very young. I was, I was a child. But as I went to elementary school and... When I was in second grade, I knew. I knew I knew what was going on. And what was it like then growing up in the Bronx? Is it somewhere where being gay is tolerated or did you fear that it would be difficult to come out? Back then, I had a family member that was a club performer back in the day. She used to perform in this club called Escuelita, I mean, way back in the, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So my family was, um, well, they accepted it. It was so accepted. I didn't feel any um, backlash on it at all. I was raised by my mother, single parent. My sperm donor, I call him the sperm donor because he was never a father. When he found out, he was very upset. Oh, he was furious. So how did the conversation go with your mum then? Was she the first one that you came I, out to? I actually never like came out. I never actually labeled myself gay either because I, I had girlfriends. I had girlfriends until my 20s. Someone was telling me, so what are you? Are you gay, bisexual? What are you? I'm like, I'm whatever. I'm, I'm whatever I feel in the moment. That's how I used to say. I never like labeled myself as a gay person until my adult life. When I say, okay, I'm strictly into men. Uh, that, that's how I did. I mean, maybe if you had the term, you might have said you were pansexual. Then, <laughs> exactly. But I guess, what was this, the 80s? Or? No, that was the 70s. The 70s. Oh, my God. You've, <laughs> I'm old. A, you've, you're older than I thought. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> you look so beautiful. I'm a, I was born in the 60s, yeah. so, you know, I've been around the block a couple of times. But even though people say I look young, very young for my age, that's my positive life, the way I think. Yeah. Keeps me young. Okay, so you came out in the 70s in the Bronx. Yeah. I, so I, what was the reaction? I was experimenting in the 70s because I had, I had a lot of questions that I had no one to, um, to ask. I, I didn't ask anybody. So it was just me experimenting. Do I like boys? Do I like girls? Did you find boys to have relationships with? Um, no. I had, in my lifetime, believe it or not, I had one boyfriend. No! And people don't believe that. One boyfriend, one person that I could call, that was my boyfriend for five years. How come, do you think? Is it something Be- you're searching for still? I, I just, I, I don't know, it just happened. It just happened. It was a co-worker. I had a big crush on him. And it just happened. We dated for five years when I was in my 20s before I moved to South Beach when I was 25. Did you bring him back to, to introduce him to your mother? Oh, yeah, yes. He was my co-worker, became my best friend. My family really liked him. Mm-hmm. You know, they all knew what was going on. They just didn't say anything because I was very private. Um, I still am, actually. But you said your dad was, was angry. Oh, Sorry, he was the, very the, upset. What happened? He was just, he was just furious. He was hoping I'd die. 
He was hoping I died of AIDS, actually. He said that? He, he dedicated a song to me. Um, he didn't dedicate, tell me personally, but he, but he told my mother. It's a Spanish song about a father that talks about his son, and then at the end of the song, the son dies. So he dedicated that song to me. My mother didn't tell me that until I was older. If she would have told me that when I was younger, there was going to be a situation with me and my father. Do you not speak to him anymore? Um, the last, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind telling my age. I'm 54. Mm. And I've seen that man less than 20 times in my life. Well, the reason, partly the reason why I didn't realise you were 54 is that you're wearing quite a lot of makeup right now <laughs> and the most amazing dress and wig. Tell, talk you. us through the dress, though. Well, this dress, um, I designed it... 18 years ago, mm-hmm. I was invited to be part of the Puerto Rican parade on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. I was going to headline the float because each mm-hmm. float has their, their entertainer or music act. So they had me teamed up with a Spanish entertainer. So I said, I have to design a dress for the Puerto Rican parade. So that's how it came about. Mm. Are, are you Puerto Rican? My parents, yes. They were born yeah. in Puerto Rico. My great-grandmother from... African descent, mm-hmm. got Spaniard, French. We are, I normally describe myself as a mutt. You're a multicultural, not a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> but in New York City, in, in the Bronx, in the ghetto, was like, oh, you're a mutt. I'm like, yes, I'm proud of it. Because yeah. my mom always told me, when people ask you where you're from, yes, she was born in Puerto Rico, her mother was born in Puerto Rico, but her mother's mother wasn't born in Puerto Rico. She tried to educate us about our history, how, mm-hmm. we, how we came to and it sounds like, you know, she's Puerto Rican. The Puerto Ricans yes. are quite easy going then. They're not, yes. they're, there wasn't that big issue about you being gay. No, no, no. The family, the family was, um, they accepted it. Plus, I have other gay members in the family, so um, it, it wasn't a big... Um, <gasps> Another gay in the, fa- the Puerto Rican family? Maybe, maybe they went, <gasps> when they found out that I do drag for a living. Ah, yes, so I was going to come on to this. So you, you said you kind of come out twice, haven't you? You've yes. come out as being gay, and mm. then you've come out as being a drag queen as well. How, yes. how was that? Well, when I was six years old, I used to design clothes, costumes. Mm. Halloween costumes for myself, Halloween costumes for my little cousins. I used to design gowns for the Barbie dolls. Everybody thought I was going to be a fashion designer when yeah. I was little. So as I was getting older, I kept on doing costume designs, costume designs. When I was in my late teens, I was a club kid. In New York City and in Miami, a club kid is when someone wears just crazy elaborate costumes just to, mm-hmm. to go to a club. Mm-hmm. Like, over here back in the day, Studio 54, I was too young at that time, but Studio 54, I was told, people used to wear elaborate, crazy costumes. Mm. So that's what I used to do when I became of age, you know, when I was 19, in my 20s and 30s and 40s. I, I, I love wearing costumes. So that's why I started in 1991 in my drag mm. in so Miami. Where, where, are you performing in Miami, did you? Yes, I started okay. my drag on South Beach, Miami. There, there was a club in the tip of, the, of Miami Beach called Amnesia which was incredible, an open-air club. And there was one that's called Warsaw. This club called the Kremlin, which yeah. is now called Score. And you know what's the fun part? That the legendary drag entertainers from that era remember me from back then because we all started the same time. So I'm guessing if you, you did that as a career. Yes. It's not the sort of career you don't have to worry about coming out in the era. Well, I, I, used to, I used to work in the food and beverage industry before I started doing drag. Then I stopped and I said, you know something, I'm going to do drag. So that's what I did. And the rest is history. I've been 
And in fact, you've got an amazing name. What was your f- a full official title? The, the title was given to me by the politicians in New York City, by the mm. Bronx Bowl president, the senators of New York. They called me the Queen of the Bronx because I'm the one that gets hired to emcee all the events, the majority of the events in New York City in the Bronx. Plus, I also produce my own events. You're like the most out person in the Bronx, really, aren't you? Um, One of. <laughs> um, there are there are um, a couple of entertainers that I, I admire and I looked up to. One of my friends is her name is Tyra Lore, which is amazing. She's from Trinidad and Tobago. She's also from the Bronx. And I have to give her props because I, I love her to death. She comes on this TV series called Pose. I don't know if you heard of Pose. No. You haven't heard of it? Well, you have to check it out. Called Pose. Amazing girl. So is there much of a drag scene or gay clubs in the Bronx, or do you have to go into Manhattan, really, downtown? Unfortunately, the drag scene in the Bronx is really... The gay club scene is non-existent. They do try to do it, but it's just not picking up. I've been trying for years, but when a promoter like myself tries to do business with a straight owner of a venue, they give you a little speech... And in that speech, you know if they're going to screw you over. So I backed down of the meeting very easily. I told them, no, this is not going to work. Thank you for your time. And I keep on walking. Because I've tried to do club nights here. And we get screwed over by by the straight owners. That's a shame. What would you say to like sort of young kids growing up in the Bronx today who might be questioning their, their sexuality or, or even their gender identity? What, what would you say to those young people growing up? I, I would tell them, you know, be yourself. If, if you need to speak to the veterans in our community, they could come speak to me. Contact me, Apollonia Cruz. They could Google me. They, they could find me on Facebook. Yeah. When I, um, I produced Bronx, Bronx Cape Pride Festival for seven years. Oh, they do have a Bronx Pride. Yes, right. I, I, I am the producer, director of it. Yeah. Um, actually, I saved Bronx Pride Festival uh, in July. And... Before I saved the festival, I was a co-host for over 10 years, like 15 years. When the organization went, went bankrupt and they closed down, I said, I refuse to let Bronx Pride die. So I teamed up with a group of people and we kept it alive. But I'm the sole survivor of the committee that existed when we made the festival seven Let's years keep ago. keep it going. I, I said, no, I, I fought for it in 2012 and I'm still going to fight for it from now on. So what would you say to those young people growing up um, in the Bronx? I, I would just tell them, listen, there has to be a gay person around, around your area. I could go in the most weird, I don't want to say you store it weird, but I could go anywhere and I'll see a gay person. Yeah. I went to Amish country and I met a uh, gay Amish, but he was closeted. Yeah, no but, I, but I could spot them a mile away. Yeah, you got good gay though. My gay dog is like... Above average. Oh, we need to go out on the pole because my gaydar is terrible. Oh, maybe you need some adjusting on it. Yeah. <laughs> you need some tweaking. So, no, when I produce Bronx Pride, or oh, I do Christmas in July. I do, I celebrate Christmas in July also. Right. It's like a, I call it Bronx Pride Part 2. Yeah. And I have, I, ha, I have had gay young, young kids that ask me questions and that they wanted me to be a moderator when they speak to their parents about it. I've done that many times mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. This kid, 12 years old, he wanted to tell his mom, and he didn't know how. But I remember them for, for, for going to the Pride several years. So I grabbed her, mm-hmm. and I, we went to the corner while the festival was going on. And, and I asked her, do you love gay people? She said, yes. Then I looked at him, and I go, go ahead, tell her. <laughs> and he did? Yeah, he was crying. Mom, I'm gay. And you know what she said? 
I knew my love. I always knew. Maybe that's why she brought him to the Pride Festival. Exactly. But he didn't see it that way because she never told him. I guess she was, she was guiding him to see if he's eventually going to come out to her. And he just didn't know how. He was terrified. What a lovely mother. Yes, and that, that happened many times. That happened with, with, with lesbian, with young lesbian girls too. That they just did not know how, how, how do I tell mom, how do I tell dad, or whoever's raising them, how do I come out? When in reality, they all knew. They all knew they were gay. They were just waiting for the moment. I never told my mother I was gay. She knew. She knew. Everybody was telling her. Everybody was spilling the beans. <laughs> Plus, like I said, I used to design a lot of clothes when I was in fifth grade. So we had a friend of the family. She's like an aunt. She worked in this garment, garment district, and she used to bring a lot of materials at home. And I used to design these, these beautiful clothes for my cousins, for, for my sister's Barbies, my cousin's Barbies. My mother one time was, she told her, stop bringing him materials. I, I, don't, I don't know if she felt a little awkward about it, but um, I felt she was afterwards when, when the lady told me. I was like, hmm, no wonder she was very tough on me. <laughs> but my, my mom, I love her to death. I bet she's so proud of you now. Oh, she is. Yeah. I'm frequently coming out on television and newspapers and everything. When she sees me, she starts calling everybody. Oh, everybody calls me Apple, even my family. My mother would say, she will call my brother Apple's in the, on, on television. Oh, your brother's in the television right now. Everybody's tuning in and, and watching. And she, she's very proud of me. Um, so before I end this, um, my growing up wasn't all, wasn't all roses. You know, it was rough. It was rough for me because, like I said, um, I was very private. And I just dealt with it on my own, you know. But I have no regrets. No regrets in life. I am happy what I do. And thank you so much for the interview. Thank you to Apollonia Cruz, a.k.a. Queen of the Bronx. And thank you for talking to us while wearing a splendid frock and possibly being the best-dressed person to appear on Coming Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. In the next podcast, you'll hear from Carlton. For some inexplicable reason, I'll never know why, I just said, uh, pass me the sprouts, where's the gravy? I'm a homosexual. (laughs) 